Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. Oh, hey. How's it going? You know, not bad. That's good. It's snowing here. Oh, gosh. Which 13 degrees yesterday. Yeah, like it should be minus 20 with three feet of snow that we've had for the last six weeks. Yeah, but instead it's the first week of December and we got a skiff and now we're like put out by it. I know. I shoveled the driveway and then we walked the dogs and came back and it hadn't even looked like I shoveled the driveway. But Yeah. Anyways, also PSA people, shovel your sidewalks. It's annoying. Yeah. When you don't. Especially because we have a dog who uses a mobility device. Yeah. We have a dog who's a wheelchair user. Funny way to walk a dog. Oh my God. The <laughs> things people tell us. Anyway, it makes it really hard. So if you're just like, ugh, do I have to shuffle, shovel? Like, just think about John yeah, and me pushing his wagon stroller through the snow, through the snow. <sighs> Anywho. It's not snowing in California. That's true. <laughs> we need to move to Glen Oak. We do. And join the Glen Oak Community Church. I always remember, this is totally kind of off topic, but the Ernest movie Ernest saves Christmas. Mm. It snows at the end. Yeah. And that's like what the bad girl was like asking for for Christmas. She was like supposed to be the bad. I'm not familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I do want to say I always forget and then say it at the end, but we have a Patreon and a Supercast. Mm-hmm. And it's a subscription service where for a small contribution every month, you get access to bonus content that will never be. On the main feed. Yep. What? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, we do. So we're doing a deep dive right now on the main characters. Yeah. And it's pretty funny. I yeah. mean, well, I think so. I think it's so. funny. One of the people we did a deep dive on was a pyromaniac as a kid. Yeah. One has an atrocious prenup agreement. I mean, just like one. Is it though? Like, it's atrocious, but, like, is it needed? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And, yeah, we're just kind of, like, learning some really fun things. So, if you like us, if you want to support the work that we do, or if we're mediocre but you're really digging this deep dive, uh, join it. You just have to look up a lesbian recap on either Patreon or Supercast. Yes. Don't use the word mediocre. You won't find us. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Let's cover Mom's. Muffins. (laughs) Season two, episode eight. It's called Do Something. Isn't it called Mom's Muffins? No, it's called Do Something. Oh. Did you? (laughs) I literally wrote Mom's Muffins. Okay. It came out November 10th, 1997. Mm -hmm. And it says Mom's Muffins are so delicious, she decides to go into business and quickly burns out. Like, I don't think that that's accurate, but I think we're learning that about, yeah, all of this. Synopses. 
Like this episode is really about work ethic and business. Yeah. I think. Yeah. People, you just got to do something. You just got to do something. Do we want to talk about Simon and Ruthie first? Or Annie or Matt? Yeah. The first note I just want to make, which doesn't fit anywhere, but... In the very opening scene, Church lets out and Eric is standing in the doorway. Uh And I just wrote rude because all these the kids and people who don't want to stop and have a conversation are trying to push past. Yeah. And then the people who are trying to have a conversation are like, oh, whoa, 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 like trying to get out of the way. It's like, yeah, like get out of the doorway. Yeah. Like get your receiving line out on the lawn. This is what I think. Or stay up at the pew or something. Something. But the way they're doing it isn't working. No. Anywho, um. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about Simon and Ruthie. Do you remember when they would like sell things? Like you'd have to, you'd have to like collect something to like, and then send away for a prize on a cereal box, yeah. or that's what Simon's up to. Yeah. So I guess it does kind of tie into that opening scene because he's trying to talk to people at church, mm-hmm. and Eric's like, "Stop soliciting." Yeah. On the church, and it comes out that he's trying to win this prize. And if he sells, he's got to sell ten boxes of, of greeting, greeting cards. cards for four dollars a box. And once they're sold, he sends away, and he's going to get an action figure of the Tick. Which is that a real? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, that's like an odd choice, but I thought it was just a made up. No, it wasn't. And I think maybe it must have like come out in nineteen ninety seven, or it was mm-hmm. like big in 1997 yeah but i wanted to know more about the greeting cards and specifically like was it for all occasions was it just birthday cards sympathy cards a variety um mom one of my kids i think it was olivia one of the fundraisers at school one year was to sell boxes of greeting cards and what kind of what were they greeting all different things there was like it was like, let's say if it was like 10 cards, there was like two Mother's Day cards, right. two Father's Day cards for your two moms and your two dads. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like just a handful of generic ones, maybe one Christmas card, two birthday cards. Right. But I didn't get through them all because they weren't generic enough. Mm. So. I remember, this is a throwback to probably 1997. Going on the computer and using that, putting in the floppy disk Mm -hmm. of that card creator Mm -hmm. and looking through the pixely designs Mm -hmm. and then typing what you wanted it to say. Yeah. And then it printed out and you had to fold it on an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. Fold it twice. Yeah. Yeah. But not before ripping off. Oh, yeah. That's so satisfying. uh, Those, the, what do you, perforated Perforated edges of the paper. Corrugated thing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's what that reminded me of. I used to get so jazzed about printing a card. <laughs> um, okay, so Simon wants to sell these cards and then he's going to win the prize. And that's like literally what he's wrapped up in the entire episode. Yeah. Ruthie. I can't remember why or how it turns into like why Ruthie even asks. That so she can... Ruthie's asking Annie about mom's muffins. <laughs> yeah. Asking about her mom's muffins. Mm-hmm. And her mom said and Annie says, Well, it's business. And she's like, Well, why why don't you just sell the muffins? And right. she's like, Well, I have nowhere to sell them. 
And so she's talking about the right. I remember this. She's talking about like a middleman. Yeah. Middleman business profits. So then Ruthie's like, well, I could be the middleman. Yeah. So she says I could buy all of Simon's cards for forty dollars. I think Annie says that she's six. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then she's going to sell them for five dollars and make ten bucks. Yeah. And she asks for a loan. And her mom says, I would love to give you a loan. Yeah. Go into business with you. So then Ruthie goes to Simon and says, who's on the phone trying to sell his cards. No one's buying. And so he, she says, well, I've got a deal for you. Like, I'll buy all 10 boxes yeah. for four bucks. And he's like, how, like, why, why would you do that? And then I thought she was going to be sneaky about it, but she's like, well, because then I'm going to sell them for five bucks. I'm going to make $10. Yeah. And he's like, that's not how it works. And, and she very cleverly says, you're the loner and the saver. I'm the seller. Yeah. And like, and she ex- describes how, like, before she was born, Simon was the cute one and he was the seller. But now tables have turned. And now he's the loner and the saver and yeah. she's the seller. Yeah. So right away, like, basically, she sells all five boxes and makes 60 bucks. And she's <laughs> she's like, I'll sell I'll sell one for five or three for 20. Yeah. <laughs> and like. The grandparents and stuff are falling for it and they're trying to be supportive. So, yeah, she makes 60 bucks. I never, whenever, okay, the type of fundraisers I like to see are those bacon ones Mm -hmm. because the bacon is so cheap and so good. Mm -hmm. Haven't seen one come come across in a while. I know. I see them every now and then on like at the beginning of seasons, but I'll keep my eye open for a bacon one. Yeah. My kids have never sold bacon, which is unfortunate because we would buy it. Yeah. Like they've sold sausages. Yeah. Your nephew sells popcorn. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. They sell like Olivia's skating was selling like wreaths and these like holiday signs. But like, (sighs) yeah. And I ordered the wreaths once and I got my wreath and it was like they hyped it all up. It was going to fly in from Nova Scotia. It was like made of like, I don't know, Nova Scotian pine. That's not a real thing. (laughs) The trees of Nova Scotia. Yeah. And it was supposed to be like this big thing. And it showed up and it was all dried out. And like the distance between Calgary and Nova Scotia is like the distance between California and New York. So like it was shipped across the country on, I don't know, plane, train, automobile. Automobile. (laughs) From a very humid Atlantic mm-hmm. province to like the driest one the driest have. one yeah with the highest altitude so like I hung it up on the door and I closed the door once and it just went <laughs> and I was like okay <laughs> anyways you yeah what they say like I hate a dry wreath almost more than I hate mom's dry muffins <laughs> no her muffins are supposed to be really good yeah so she sells enough to make 60 bucks turns around and because they are the Camdens she buys Simon the Tick Doll, a bigger one than he would have even got from the magazine. Because the other one said six inches. Yeah. That's very That's little. like as tall as this beer can I'm drinking. No, I bet you. There's, oh, my God. There's a tape measure right, right here. here. Okay, you got to flip it around. Love that ASMR. Okay. Okay. I was going to say seven. It's literally like six and a half inches. It's six and a quarter. Isn't the average penis size six inches? I think so, yeah. Like as big as this beer can. Not this effect. No, but that's (laughs) gross. That's much longer than I remember seeing. Yeah, I don't know. 
<laughs> Write in and let us know. About... <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> ah, so she buys Simon the Tick doll and then still has her 10 bucks. She was just in it for the 10 bucks. Yeah. She can keep it in her tank top. Boy. I know my mom called, texted me, called in, wrote in yeah. to the show and said that some kids, yeah, wore like an undershirt to keep their money in. Like, why not just wear a pocket? Have a pocket in your pants. A fanny, a fanny pack. A purse. It was the 90s. A money belt. Keep it in your shoe. My grandma a used penny to- loafer. Yeah. My grandma used to make me put a quarter in my shoe and then her address wrapped in saran wrap. And right. And then in case I got lost, I could call. And sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> I just went to Winnipeg and visited my 92-year-old grandma. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me that, I don't know why we were talking about shoes, um, but she has really narrow feet and- she was she could never find a pair of penny loafers that would fit her feet and she was always so jealous because everybody got to walk around with a penny in their loafers i don't don't get it what's a penny loafer like a penny loafer it's like it's like a flat shoe and on the where the toe part is like a little a little slit for your penny for what a penny for your thoughts I don't know. Is that how much a payphone was? I think they had phones. In 1942? I'm going to look up what the meaning of penny loafer. Yeah. But anyway, my grandma didn't get any, so. Well, that's sad. Yeah. I didn't get Doc Martens. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. Okay. So So then do we want to talk about um, Matt? Yeah. So at church... Basically, everything does start at church in that opening scene. Mm-hmm. So um, Eric talks to, what's his name? Emery. Emery, which is E-M-O-R-Y, for yep. those that need to know. And he says, how are you and Nell doing? And how is Steve? They've only <clears throat> given Steve six months. They've only given him six months. They thought about bringing him home, but they, you know, he's better off at the hospital where he's got around the clock care. Yeah. And they're doing their best to, you know, see him every morning, every lunch, every dinner. Um, but they're still both working full time. And then he says, do you know anybody who would be looking for a part-time job who could go in the evenings and hang out with Steve? Yeah, just sit with him. Just sit with him, read to him. And Matt overhears this and says, I would like this job. Yeah. And Eric says, no, no I don't want, no way. I don't want you doing this. And shoes him away. And then we find out in the next scene, basically, that he went, it, what's his name? Matt went behind, <laughs> Matt went behind Eric's back and got the job anyways. To, anyways. And Eric is like, you don't understand. Like, you know, somebody who's sick and dying is angry and he's like a tough kid. And like, he's got a point. Like, yes. he's a dying kid. Yeah, like, like that's got to be tough. Yeah, to like sit in a hospital and watch a kid. They never actually say what he has. You can only assume cancer. But, yeah, who knows? Um, but it's going to be 20 bucks a night. Yeah, I am curious about, is it 20 bucks a night and you're there for three hours? Are you there overnight? Or yeah, I don't know. When are you there? Is it seven nights a week, five nights a week? Like he seems, Matt goes a lot. So yeah, is he getting paid overtime? Also, I just wanted to mention that the mom, Nell, mm-hmm. is played by an actress named Anne Gillespie, and it's Kelly Taylor's mom from 90210. Yeah. She looked so familiar. I'm so yeah. glad you looked that out. Um, 
And the guy that plays Emery, the dad, is in a whole bunch of stuff, but like nothing. He's in a lot of like one episodes of this, mm. one episode of that. But I just thought like it's another crossover with like 90210 and because Aaron Spelling yeah. is a producer. Yeah. I know. I just like didn't realize how much these shows crossed over back then. There was no IMDb to like look this stuff up on a whim. Yeah. You'd have to like know or ask. Wait for that encyclopedia version to come out. Yeah. Maybe the TV magazine would come out with an article. Yeah. So Matt meets his kid. They hit it off right away. They're reading comics. They're talking. And then Steve, I literally, I forgot his name. So I just wrote kid. He was like, Matt, what do you think dying's like? (laughs) Yeah. And like, Matt is only 17. But I guess he's like religious, so maybe he can talk about it. But I thought he did have a really good answer. He did. He said, you know, when you're sick and your parents put you in their bed and you fall asleep and when you wake up, you know, you're not in your bed, but that's okay because you feel so safe and comfortable. Mm -hmm. And he said, that's what he thinks dying is like. Yeah. Like it was. I like that. Yeah. I have a dog scratching very loudly beside me. So then, go ahead. I was going to say, so the, yeah. So then Steve um, asks Matt to take him outside. He says, yeah, I'm so, you know, I'm so depressed. And I'm, how old is Steve, do you think? Like 12? Mm, 12, yeah. And he says, you know, I just want to go outside. And. But my parents won't let me. They're afraid. Yeah. They say, you know, they think that if they take me out and something happens, like something bad will happen. Give themselves or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm dying anyway. So what's the harm in letting me live? Like, and so Matt talks to a doctor who seems very pleased about his stethoscope. Did you see how he was was holding on to it around his neck? Yeah. It was like, this is the job that he's been studying for in all of his acting classes. Uh He always plays doctor. Yeah. And so he's like, don't worry. I know what to do. I'm going to nail this. I'm going to hold this stethoscope around my neck. Like, (laughs) and he's, he's very like, he's kind of like telling Matt that like, It'd be totally fine if you took him outside and nothing's going to happen. But also Steve asks everyone to take him outside. And that's how these other people that have sat with him get fired. And he kind of says like, he like, he kind of tells him to take him outside. Yeah. He says, you know, you can't, you can't take him out without his parents permission. And Matt's like, okay, but like, he'd be fine. And the doctor's like, wink, wink. Yeah. He'd be fine. Yeah. So he gets Steve to phone his parents one morning. He goes early, early, and he says, like, call, call your parents, tell them not to come yeah. because Matt's here. And then out they go. Yeah, they go to the ball diamond. So it just cuts to a scene where Matt and Eric are like, well, I just talked to Nell and Emery, and they say they're still not back yet. And nobody can find Matt them. Matt and Did- Eric? Sorry. It cuts to a scene between Annie and Eric. Yes. And Annie's saying that they still can't find Steve and Matt. And because she, she talked to Nell and Emery and nobody knows where they are. It could have been solved with a cell phone. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Find my phone. You'd be there in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Put an air tag on that kid. Yeah. And the doctor goes to Nell and Emery and says, like, no, not we no word yet. We yeah. still have people out looking. So, where was Sergeant Michael? Yeah, that's true, actually. Was he dealing with more gang activity? Making sure Taryn Noah Smith doesn't jump off the roof? Like, what was he doing? Like, I don't know, but essentially Matt abducted a child from a hospital. So this seems important. Yeah. Um, And so they're looking at places. Like, 
they're so dumb. They're looking at places that Matt would go. They're like, I checked the varsity. I checked the whatever. And they're like, the wait. Billiards. Oh, yeah, the billiards. They're like, wait, we got to think about where would Steven want to go? The baseball diamond. Yeah. So sure enough. There's only one baseball diamond. Yeah. In Glen Oak. And that's where they end up. And so, they end up just as Matt. So Steve like hits a ball with a bat and then goes back into his wheelchair and Matt is like running the bases with him. Yeah. And the wind's blown in his hair and he's all happy. <laughs> and then the minivan rolls up and out pile all the adults. Yeah. Mad, <laughs> scared. Yeah. And then the parents decide, okay, we will bring him home. What's the harm? Yeah. And he's like, this was the best day of my life. You know, I feel for once I've lived. Yeah. So, but then, so, hang on, I have to mute it because I'm going to cough. That's the wrong button. Is this the right button? (laughs) Yeah. We're back. (laughs) Just a quick cough. So, you know, Steve is like, oh, you're going to get fired for this. And Matt's like, I've been fired from every job. But, like, I thought the outcome was such that they realized that Matt didn't really do the wrong thing. And, like, he did do the wrong thing, though. But they were never going to say yes. So Matt had to be the, what's the word? I don't know. Con artist? No, he had to, like, take the fall for it. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, so he got fired. Lost his job. Anyway. Also, it's too sad to, like, have to like follow matt along in this show and then until the kid dies yeah first heather leaves him now steve dies yeah like poor matt i mean poor steve but (laughs) (laughs) yeah poor matt too yeah fair (laughs) okay so lucy and mary don't really have a storyline i kept except to put down annie yeah (laughs) like i kept waiting for there to be an ulterior motive Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, they're up to something. So, again, first scene, everybody's in church. Annie is dishing out lemonade and giving away muffins. And this man, did you write his name down? Mr. Freel. Dave Freel. Okay, I didn't write down. I just wrote, he seems skeezy. David Freel. Okay, David Freel is like, Annie, these muffins are out of this world. They are the best muffins I've ever tasted. (laughs) Would you consider selling them in my bakery? He has a cookie store. A cookie store. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know. So she gets his business card. And Simon says, great, mom needs a job. Yeah. And Simon, shut up. (laughs) I think we've established you're not so good at making money, Simon. (laughs) And then Lucy and Mary are like, why would you need a job? Or no. Oh, that sounds like a great job. And Annie's like, oh, I'm just worried I'd be too busy. And they're like, busy doing what? Like, they're just, like, cutting her down. and Cutting she's her like, down for being a stay-at-home mom over and over and over again. Yeah. And so, so... So then they... Lucy and Mary start... To, I don't know if they felt guilty or what their kind of motive was, but then they tell Eric to encourage Annie to take the job. Yeah. Because she's just a stay-at-home mom. And, like, she's got so much time on her hands. And yeah. then And they say that Annie's a stay-at-home... Annie is a stay-at-home wife because their dad, Eric, doesn't help enough. So she has to be a stay-at-home mom because yeah. he doesn't hitch in. Which he like, doesn't do his share. I agree. But also, like, <laughs> that's not why stay-at-home moms are stay-at-home moms. Like, yeah. Yes. His weaponized incompetence through this episode is yeah. baffling to me. And they're like, you know, like, mom just needs a purpose. And 
And Eric's like, what do you mean? She went to college. She's got a degree. She studied business and home ec, which I thought was an odd choice. I didn't know you could get like a degree, a mass, no, uh, where you could major in home economics. Like maybe if you want to go and like work at um, a school where they teach, what's that called? Like, like a butler school? <laughs> yeah, but like for where they teach kids to be proper. Like Downton Abbey? Yeah. What's that called? It's a school. called Prep something. school? Prep school. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So she did all this stuff and he's like, okay. I just picture all the Marthas from yeah. Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Then Eric goes to Annie and is like, you know, you should do this. Like, it'd be so great. And Annie doesn't take it the right way. Yeah. She gets mad at him and she basically says, like, fine, I'll do it but I don't need your help. And she's perfectly capable of running the household and making a few muffins. Yeah. So then she has a meeting with David free. Friedman. Freel. 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 So they're sitting beside each other at the kitchen table and he's like going on and he's writing on this little piece of paper. And he said, you know, our lawyers will have to work it out, but I give you a thousand dollars for your recipe and then I'll buy all the supplies and she gets 30% of the profits. 30% of the profits. And she's just like dumbfounded. Like she's got this dumb look on her face because and it's seemingly more money than she's ever seen. Yeah. But like, didn't she like run the books for the church and she was good at it? Like, yeah. So, and, and so it's a 30 day test run. 30 day test run. And she thinks she's going to his bakery. Yeah. And he's like, oh no, we're only set up for cookies. Like, Which, like, granted, I don't own a cookie shop or mom's muffins. No, but, like, I work in a kitchen and we make muffins and cookies. And, yeah. And, like, you just, it's one setup. It's an oven and a mixer. Mm -hmm. You just, instead of having flat trays, you just buy the muffin trays, which I'm assuming he already bought for her. Yeah. As the supplies. Yeah. But anyways. So then she's like, oh, shoot. Okay. So now she's realizing she's going to be... It goes into the dumbest montage I oh have ever God. seen. It's that music that's like, like, yeah, it's like, it's a classical. They use it in like Bugs Bunny. And yeah, it's not the flight of the bumblebee. No, but, but it's, it's kind of like that incessant. So he says, he says that, that there's going to be an order. Your, sorry, your supplies are going to show up and you've got to make 30 dozen muffins. And that's when she's like, whoa. And so the, she goes into fast forward with this like -la 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 music yep. and she's doing laundry and cleaning the bathroom and fixing a bench and like i don't know but like also didn't we just watch simon use your bra cup to do his own laundry yeah they yeah the kids could just do their like, do your own laundry kids also and um mary and lucy give eric trouble because while they're like signing this piece of paper like loose leaf it was not really yeah. a formal document um he like comes in and interrupts and says oh i'm leaving for the day or whatever and then they say to their dad like you shouldn't have interrupted mom in her business meeting like now she's gonna be even more mad at you yeah like i don't know what their whole i know they're like was yeah they're like driving a wedge between eric and annie yeah and so Okay, so this delivery driver shows up to pick up, to drop off the supplies, and then he shows up the next morning at like at 5, 5 a.m., yeah, 5.30, to pick up the muffins, and he rings the doorbell and wakes up the household. It's like a whole thing. And, and Annie seemingly has been up all night? I guess. 
Like she didn't just get up at five and start making muffins. No. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Lucy and Mary, at one point, I didn't write down when they said it, but they said, just because you did the mom thing first doesn't mean you can't have a career. Like, careful. I know. Like, who is giving them these lines? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's when that's when she lays into them about how fulfilling being a stay-at-home mom is for her. Yes. Um, I did. So we did screen grab that and I'm going to post it on TikTok. Yeah. And it's a pretty, Instagram. it's a pretty good monologue. Yeah. She's been a pretty good actress. Oh yeah. yeah. Catherine Hicks is amazing. Yeah. She's been in so much. Um, So she does the muffin thing twice, I think like two mornings. And then she's like, no, this is too much for me. But then she's pissed at Mary and Lucy. She's like, she let them talk, talk her into baking a bazillion muffins a day. And so she makes them help her. And then she also says, and now you still have to plan dinner and do the laundry. And as she tasks them with her whole yeah. laundry list <laughs> of things to do that day, of stay-at-home mom duties. Yeah. Um, and they're like, what? What? And then it turns out they have hot dogs, which I thought was fun. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. She was hot like, me and... Are the best. <sighs> what a great dinner. Yeah. Reminds me of the lake. Yeah. <sighs> but, Yeah. She's like, yeah, me and Ruthie have to run an errand. So you finish up these muffins and think about what's for dinner and flip the laundry and I'll see you later. Yeah, they got to go buy the tick. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know. I just like this episode went by really fast. Maybe because of that fast forward montage. <laughs> yeah, cut it a whole bunch. It was like there was so many things happening. But it all kind of tied in. I mean, I guess they were getting better at. Yeah, looping their episodes Looping together. their episodes and the storylines weaving together. But um, it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. I hope that... I wish... I think Annie should have stuck out that 30 days because she, like, agreed to do a 30-day test run. Yeah, and she kind of just, like, blew him off and was like, nope. Thanks, yeah. though. And he's like, oh, okay, well... Okay. Like, good thing he only wrote it on loose leaf and not an actual contract. Yeah. <laughs> so i don't know mediocre episode mediocre, i'd say yeah kind of a filler episode nothing crazy happened yeah um next episode's called i hate you oh the girls learn that words can really hurt people and simon befriends a holocaust survivor oh no <laughs> yeah uh-huh oh not gonna be great so we're halfway through season two pretty much that's wild. I know. How many? Yeah, 22. Season nine's almost halfway. Yeah. Almost like, so these episodes that are kind of mediocre, like it's only been a 30 minute recording. We should cover two in one. Yeah. Because I know, I think, I, I wonder, like, do because we don't know that it's only going to be 30 minutes until we're done recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if it would make sense to like watch two, start recording, and then we're like, ooh, we're 50 minutes in. We're not even done episode. Let's cover the next Let's one. cover the next. Like, like we can either cover the next one immediately or we know we can put it off. Or should we talk more about our personal lives? Jess would like it. <laughs> Sorry, Jess. <laughs> I bet you're really great and we're taking your feedback into consideration. But also, everybody, follow us on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Follow us on Instagram. Also, if you do want to learn way more about our personal lives, we have another podcast where all we do is talk about our personal lives. <laughs> yeah. 
So I have another, I started another podcast almost four years ago and it's called, I did not sign up for this and I'm rebranding, shifting the focus. And I have been fortunate enough, fortunate enough to have you, Lindsay, and then our good friends, Sam and Amy. And so we're just like four lesbians in Alberta talking, talking. We're going to talk about, well, we, our first episode, we like introduced ourselves a bit. Yeah, we did a pilot episode and the kicker is that it's, we're releasing it as like a limited edition on Patreon. Mm -hmm. And so you, you'd also have to join that Patreon to listen, mm -hmm. but we are going to launch it on the main feed. It just won't be all of those episodes. It'll just be some of them. Yeah. So yeah, go and join that, that out. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. It's only 8.30 now. I feel like the whole night is ahead of us. Like, I'm very tired. I know. I Like, maybe we'll watch a bit of a show and then go to bed. Yeah, I'm into it. Ah, I love you. Ah, I love you, too. All right. Okay. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap.